0: Welcome to Real Testaments, the messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you. Hallelujah. Okay. God is our provider, is our strength, is our provider, is our all in all. The Bible says he's El Shaddai. El Shaddai means he's more than enough for us. Like I said before, I think last Sunday or two Sundays ago, I said there is nothing that you are looking for that Jesus has not provided. So our faith is hinged on what Jesus has done. And we'll continue to hinge our faith on that. When Jesus died on the cross, he said it is finished. It is finished means it is finished. So everything that he tattooed plagued you is finished. Your problems are over. All you need to do is to you, for you to continue to hinge your faith in Christ. Hallelujah. You are who you are and what you are because of what Christ has done and will continue to rely on that hallelujah when god looks at you he doesn't see your righteousness he sees the righteousness of christ all right so anything you do through christ is credited by god as good that's what it is hallelujah and so that's why this morning i'm going to be preaching on the topic the gospel of christ can we rise up as we pray this morning the gospel of Christ. Father, I pray that your word will constantly renew us, transform us, make us better people in the name of Jesus. I pray as we hear your word this morning, there will be a new thing that will be deposited in our lives in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, before you sit down, let's quickly read Romans chapter one. Romans chapter one. I want to read verse 15. Romans chapter 1, I will be reading verse 15 to 17. So, as much as in me, as I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first, and also for the Greek For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Praise the Lord. You can have your seat. Thank you very much for your cooperation. Okay, so this morning, like I have said, I will be teaching on the topic, the gospel of Christ. So you're going to follow me. We have some scriptures that we'll read together. All right. Firstly, what is the gospel? The gospel means good news good news let me just give you a few definitions of the gospel the gospel means good news it also means wonderful message it means light. it means extraordinary message and it means extraordinary plan okay so it means good news it means wonderful message It means light, and it means extraordinary message. It also means extraordinary plan. So, I want your heart to be open because there are some some things that we are going to learn this morning. I know that some of you already know some of those things, but, you know, there's, there's a reason why I am sharing what I'm sharing to you this morning. Okay, so the gospel is God's plan in saving mankind. The gospel is... God's plan in saving mankind, and the gospel is good news. Therefore, anything that is not good news is not the gospel. Anything that is not good news is not the gospel. So, we are going to find out what are these good news. So, the gospel is good news. It's extraordinary message. It's light. You know, another word for knowledge is light another word for darkness is ignorance okay so what you don't know is tantamount to darkness but what you know becomes light unto you so when the word of god comes to you the word of god comes to give you light into your spirit and so once light that light is lighted it causes freedom and liberation Okay, so that's why the Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Not by any word. Hearing by the Word of God. It's, the only, it's only the Word of God that can build faith inside of you. And when the Word of God comes in, it builds faith, it gives you light, it gives you freedom. The Word of God gives you faith, it gives you light, it gives you freedom. That is why you are the, the, the volume of the Word of God you have will determine the type and the amount of faith you are going to have. That is the truth. So if you want to have faith, you need to accept the Word of God into your spirit. Right? How, and how does the Word of God come? The Word of God comes when you study the Scriptures. The Word of God comes when you hear a message from a pastor or from pastors, as the case may be. The Word of God comes when you allow the Holy Ghost to speak into your heart, into your spirit. One of the things that we have received, which the world has not received, is the Holy Spirit. Jesus talking, he said, I am going to leave my spirit with you. Do not be sorrowful that I am going away. Because if I don't go away, the Holy Ghost will not come. And one of the things the Holy Ghost is going to do to you is to teach you all things. And secondly, the Holy Ghost is going to glorify me. The Holy Ghost is going to glorify me. So the Holy Ghost will teach you all things and remind you the things that I taught you before. All right? And the Bible says as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So ideally, the concept of Christianity, we are supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. We are not supposed to be led by our five senses. Recently, God was teaching me a message on the nuances of carnality. The nuances of carnality. And he let me understand that I am not supposed to be led by my five senses. In short, he shocked me. He said, I am not supposed to be led by my emotions. But I said, you gave me emotions. He said, yes, I gave you emotions. But the day that you, you believed in me, I substituted that emotions with the Holy Spirit to drive you. So if you allow the Holy Spirit to drive you, you will not struggle. And that is you putting your hope in Christ, putting your faith in Christ. You know, a lot of us are driven by our emotions. We take decisions based on our feelings. But let me tell you that your feelings may not be what God is saying you need emotions and feelings to live on this earth which is part of the things that God has given to you as a man but in walking with God you don't need your feelings for example when Jesus was to perform his very first miracle that was documented I think that he has performed several miracles before that time how can a hold Jesus the son of the living God, living on the earth. For 30 years, he will not run things. No, that is not typical of Jesus. i give you an instance. When they came to Jerusalem to worship at the age of 12, they went back. Jesus was not in the company of his family. And so when they got home, they didn't see Jesus, and they were looking for him, checked his... His relatives, they didn't see him. So they came back. Look at the stress. They came back to, to Jerusalem, and they found him in the temple. And Mary told him, he said, Son, we've been looking for you everywhere. Why did you do this to us? And Jesus told him, he said, Why? He told her, he said, Why will you be looking for me? Don't you know I will be about my father's business? From the age of 12 to 30, Nothing was recorded in terms of what Jesus did. I believe from that age of 12, right? 18 years, a, a whole 18 years gap. You think Jesus wouldn't have been running some things? He would have been doing small things in his neighborhood, maybe healing somebody's eyes, maybe doing some small, small things. 18 years, nothing was documented. Until he was 30, he went into the wilderness and he was, he fasted 40 days, came out, and he was tempted by the devil, and uh, he started his ministry. Immediately, he entered the temple, listened, to show you that he he has been running things. Permit my language, you know, running things. He has been doing things. When he entered the temple... They gave him the scroll to read. Why did they give him the scroll to read? They knew that this guy was a superman. He had something in him because he has been doing some things in the past. They gave him the the scroll to read and he opened to the book of Isaiah. And he read, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me. He started reading and reading and reading, and immediately he finished. The scripture says that all the eyes of the people in the temple that day, they were fasting and they were looking at him as if to say, okay, what next? And he said, today, this scripture is what is fulfilled in your eyes, which means today I am going to begin officially my ministry. And he started preaching. And he started preaching. When he finished preaching, he went out and he started performing all kinds of miracles. Now, the very first miracle, that's why I said the very first miracle that was documented. He told them, he said, those water pots, what are they for? They must have told him. He said, draw from it. And begin to fill them up. If those guys were to act based on their feelings, they would have obeyed Jesus. If they were going to act based on their intellect and their emotions, they were not going to obey Jesus. But why did they obey Jesus? The major reason why they obeyed Jesus was what Mary told them. Mary told them, he said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. So they would have resisted because those water pots, they were used for the purification of the Jews. The purpose the water pots were kept was different from what Jesus was telling them. But they obeyed. When they obeyed and they drew from there, the wine that came out was the best wine that they ever drank because they obeyed Jesus. That's why I'm telling you Christianity and a walk with God is beyond your emotions. A lot of you are not... See, let me tell you the truth. Miracles happen when you obey Christ. Are you aware of that? Miracles happen when you obey Christ. Not when you are too intelligent. A lot of people who are too intelligent follow process. And oftentimes miracle, because miracle is the intervention of process. Miracle is the intervention, the obstruction. What in the in the in the tech world you call disruption? You disrupt it. It's a disruption of process. Look at this scenario. Peter was on the boat with them when Jesus Christ was walking on the water. Was walking on the water, and They were scared because they thought they saw a ghost. But Jesus said, don't be afraid, I am the one. And so Peter said, if truly you are the one, tell me to come. And Jesus Christ told Peter, come. Now listen to me. Peter was a fisherman who had not encountered the very revelation of Christ. At that point in time, he started walking on water because he was obeying the voice of Jesus. As he was walking on water, based on what Jesus Christ said, not based on what his mind was telling him, immediately he started reasoning that, uh uh-uh, I am walking on water because he saw the boisterous wind. He saw the issues around him. Scripture said he began to sink. He began to sink. But the first time he obeyed the voice of Christ, he was walking on water. Irrespective of his his capacity at that time, that was not the issue. Irrespective of the things he was going through at that time, that was not the point. The point is that he was walking on water because he obeyed Christ. Listen, If you must succeed as a believer, you must obey Christ. If you start looking at your abilities and looking at the things that, you know, you can do or cannot do, you're not going to make it. That is why I'm, I'm trying to present this message to you. Lean on Christ. Put your faith and confidence in Christ. Let Jesus be the one driving the boat. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't rely on your intellect for everything. It's important. Yes, it's good. But there are certain things Christ will tell you that does not make sense. It's not everything that God says to you that makes sense. But once he's the one saying it, obey. It is the obedience of Christ that brings about the miracle. It is the obedience of Christ. You need to understand that. I said the gospel is God's plan to save the world. There is no other plan other than the gospel. So what happened is this. When God had a plan, God had a plan to redeem man from death. Because man was on his way to death. Man was going to die. Scripture says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ our Lord. Now listen. The Bible says the soul that sinned shall die. Adam sinned. And so it was imperative for Adam to die. And every other person that came out of the loins of Adam. So... Man was on the threshold or the pathway to death. So what happened? Christ, through his mercy, I mean God, through Christ, using the mercy, that vehicle of mercy, brought the gospel. So the gospel is the vehicle by which man is saved. Not that man is going to be saved. Man has already been saved. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, it said, anyone who sin is of the devil because the nature of the devil is to sin. It's natural for him to sin. It said, for this purpose, the Son of Man came to destroy the work of the devil, which is to destroy sin. So, what God did was to use the gospel as the vehicle to save man from death. Sin and death are brothers and sisters. Once you sin, you die. That's the, that's the law. That's what is institutionalized. It's there. But you see, what Jesus had to do through the gospel was to redeem man from sin. Redeeming man from sin means man is now redeemed from death. Praise God. So man will no longer die as long as you believe in Christ. So once you believe in Christ, you are on your way to life eternal. But when you don't believe in Christ, you are subject to death. It's as simple as that. So the gospel is good news. What is this good news? Good news that number one, you are free from sin. You are free from sin. Number two, you are free from Satan and all his manifestations. What are the manifestations of Satan or devil? Number one manifestation of Satan in no particular order, fear. You are free from fear. You are free from sickness. You are free from diseases. You are free from oppression and suppression, including depression. All the shun, 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 you are free from them. <laughs> Hallelujah. But like I did tell you before, it is what you believe that you accept. And it is what you accept that what you, you, that happens to you. It is what you believe you accept and what you accept that happens to you. So if you believe that you are free from sin, therefore, why do you believe that you are a sinner? Why do you think the first prayer you pray when you want to go down on your knees is to say, is to talk about the sin? Why do you believe That you can sin. Why do you believe you can sin? If God has delivered you through the gospel. Has delivered you from sin. Listen. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For is the power. What is the power? The word power is translated. Dunamis. Here, dunamis. Same word used. When Jesus was talking to them, he said, You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and you shall be witnesses. So the word power is from the Greek word dynamis. Dynamic is dynamic ability to cause changes. That's where the word dynamo comes from. So I'm going to show you something in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. So once you have power, What it means, you have the capacity to do. If you drive a car, for example, let me use Formula One car. Apart from football, one of the sports I like to watch also is Formula One sometimes. You see those cars, those cars that they use for the racing, right? They are not ordinary cars. They are not the kind of car you just go and buy and say, oh, I like this car, this Ferrari, give me this car. You don't know, you don't, they don't sell those cars to, they, they, are, they are specialized cars for that type of sport racing. Their engine is heavy. I heard the story of a certain guy, you know all these, when you, when you um, maybe all these brands like Mercedes-Benz and BMW and uh, Toyota when they, when they get a car, Done, you know, they will call, they will test drive it. There are people who, they will call to come and, you know, test drive these cars. A very prominent guy who does all those test driving and all of that, when he drove one of those sports racing cars, his eyes were, you know, he wasn't himself anymore because those cars are special. Now, imagine that kind of car with so much capacity, with so much power. And the fuel to power that car has not been put inside. And so the vehicle, the engine, cannot start. Cannot start. The Bible says it's the power of God, it's the is the very capacity and the the very you know nature of God, right? That produces salvation. What is salvation? Salvation is from the Greek word here, soteria. And soteria means deliverance. Deliverance. The Bible says the gospel is the power of God that produces deliverance. So, once you believe in the gospel, it means that you have the power to be delivered. Praise God. Once you believe in the gospel, you have the power to be delivered. You are delivered. Not going to be delivered. You are already delivered. Delivered from what? From sin, from the devil, from sickness, from fear, from poverty. You are delivered from oppression. You are delivered. So, as long as you believe in the gospel, it is therefore tantamount to deliverance. Not anticipating your deliverance. Do a lot of you believe that when you are born again, the next stage you need to go for is to go and look for a deliverance session? To be delivered from what, what, have, what have you, the spirit that is worrying you. The word sotera, like I explained, means total deliverance, including deliverance from generational causes. Deliverance from generational causes. It's a truncation. A truncation has happened. You have been redeemed. You have left the kingdom of darkness where generational causes, sickness, oppression, and all poverty. You know, there are some families that they don't prosper. They don't prosper. poverty stricken families. But the truth is this. Once someone believes in the gospel, once you believe in the gospel, what happens is that the gospel is like light. That light will now shine automatically inside that family. Automatically inside that family. And so that is what you call freedom. Freedom. That is why when you are born again now, if your family, I mean your four peers are struggling with poverty, ideally, because of the light that has come into you now, that same light is supposed to spread across board. That's the advantage of being born again. It's the same thing. If there is a sickness that is ravaging your family, because you believe in the gospel, and soteria means deliverance, total deliverance, it means... That same light that has redeemed you will shine forth to your family. That's what it is. But you see, you must have heard what I'm telling you before, but some of you don't believe it. Because you don't believe it, you are not partaking in it. The Bible says, if you are willing and obedient, you have to be willing and what? And obedient. You shall eat the fruit of the land or the good of the land. You have to be willing and obedient. What is the good news? God loves you. Listen, the love of God is not dependent on you. The love of God is dependent on the gospel of Christ. God loves you regardless of who you are and what you do. God will not change his love because of what you do. Because his love is hinged on what Christ has done. Somebody with me this morning. So when the Bible says, for God so loved the world, he has already loved the world. You know, a lot of you think that because I said this, because God, has, God is not loving me anymore. Because I'm going through stuff, God does not love me anymore. Why, why, why do you think like that? Your situations and circumstance does not change the mind of God. The mind of God is already made up. Not because of you, but because of Christ. The mind of God is made up already. God has said, I will love you regardless of. Listen, let me tell you how God thinks. When Jesus told Peter, come. Why did Jesus not tell him, ah, just remember you are not clean, go back to the boat, go back, go back. Go back to the boat, you cannot walk on this water, you are not clean enough. Ah, just remember you are a doubter, you doubt too much, go back, go back. Ah, just remember you did something yesterday, go back, go back. Why did Jesus not do that? Listen to me, child of God. When you come to God, it doesn't matter the issues you face. What he cares about. Are you looking at Christ? Are you looking at Christ? Immediately Peter stepped on the boat and he was walking. It was not about him anymore, it was about Christ this time. Hallelujah. I see a lot of people say, ah, eh, it's because of what I did in the past. That is why I'm not married yet. It's because of what I did in the past. That is why I don't have a child yet. It's because of what I did in the past. That's why I don't have money. It's because what I did in the past. That is why my mate are receiving 500000 Be They are receiving 50000 Oh, Lord, forgive me. All these things I have done, forgive me. I am here to tell you, God has forgiven you already. It's not about what you did. It's not about that. It's not about that. And let me tell you the truth. False evidence appearing real, fear, is what the devil uses. The devil does not have power over you. What he has power over is for him to capture your mind, for you to to believe in a lie. It's for you to believe in a lie. What is the good news? That God has saved you through Christ. What is the good news? That your sins are forgiven. What is the good news? That you are healed. The Bible says, by his stripes we were healed. What is the good news? That God is not angry with you. God is not angry with you. What is the good news? That you have eternal life as your goal now. What is the good news? That God is not looking for you to kill you. Is that he's looking for you to bless you. I don't know the kind of mindset you have about God. You see God as a God, an old man with white beards who is sitting on the throne in heaven with a long rod waiting for you to fall so that he will use the whip to hit you. Pa! No. The Bible says we cry, Abba, Father. What is the good news? The good news is that we have a father who loves us. Who loves us more than we think we love ourselves. We have a father who loves us. That is the good news. The relationship now is not the relationship between a deity and a worshiper. Who is always coming to a certain temple and hitting head on the ground. No, the relationship now is between a father and a son. That are, that are discussing matters together. The Bible says, come let us reason together. Come let us reason together. Come boldly to the throne of grace. That's what the scripture says. There's never a time where God gives you condition for you to come to him in the New Testament. All those are Old Testament style. The conditions are there. But in the New Testament, there are no conditions. The Bible says, from the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered violence. And the violence take it by force. You come to God the way you are. Access is what God has given to you. What is the good news? God has not given you fear. And what is the good news? The good news also is this. God does not judge you based on your works. He judges you based on Christ. The Bible talks about sacrifice in the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Give me Hebrews chapter 10 verse 4. Hebrews chapter 10. There is no other sacrifice that needs to be done. I hear stories of people who go to church. He said, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Go to, go to five. Should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared for me. It's a long read He said, in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, that has no pleasure. Listen, Jesus came with a prepared body. It was that body that was used as the eternal sacrifice. God is not accepting sacrifices anymore. What he's accepting is the sacrifice that has been done by Christ Jesus. So if you want to impress God, come through Christ. I hear of stories of even some churches carrying goats and ram to go and perform sacrifice for people in this day and age. Where the scripture has been given to us wide open like this. And people will truly follow them and go to a junction and be killing goat and ram. Because they want their problem solved. Problem that Jesus has already delivered you from. Ignorance is a disease. Only knowledge can cure it. What are you looking for that Christ has not done for you? It's a complete gospel. It's a complete gospel. Now, what is the good news? When you think it's the work of the flesh that can impress God, when you want to go outside of Christ, the Bible says Jesus is the only way. Is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God except through Christ. And because, you see, Jesus already used his body as the eternal sacrifice that was used for the offering. He said, I'm not interested in bulls and goats and rams and all of this blood. I'm not interested in them anymore. He said, a body that has prepared for me. That body of Christ. Is what has been used. The gospel of Christ is the power of God unto soteria, unto salvation. You are free, already totally free. Don't let the devil deceive you. Don't let him put ideas into your mind that does not resonate with the scriptures. Any idea that does not resonate with the scripture, you are supposed to denounce it. You are supposed to denounce it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's read Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Give me Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Luke chapter 2. And there there we are in the same country, shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Go to nine. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the angel of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. Go to ten. And the angel of the Lord said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. We shall be to all people. It says, I bring you good news. That's what the scripture is saying. It says, I bring you good news. Listen, everything about Christ is about goodness. Everything about Christ is about goodness. Right from his birth to how he lived on the earth. Till when he died on the cross. It was about goodness. There is nothing that is evil about Christ. You need to understand that. There is nothing that is evil about Christ. Anything that puts fear in you is not the gospel. Anybody that makes you feel guilty. is not the gospel. Christ, check the scripture. Everybody that came through Christ. Christ never made them feel guilty. He never made them feel guilty. Instead, how is he would tell them, go and don't do this anymore. Listen, Christianity is the easiest thing to live in. It's not difficult. It's difficult because you are relying on your emotions and your mind to live it. If you put your hope and your Christ in the one who has initiated it, you're going to live a free life. It's about Freedom. Look at the angels. The first thing that happened when Christ was born, angel came down, met shepherds who were worshiping God, I mean, who were taking care of their their sheep early in the morning, and they said, good news, good news, good news, good news. When I see people who are supposedly supposed to be Christians and, and believe in Christ, are supposed to be happy people they are so frown their face always angry always confrontational always fighting what is it jesus was not like that he wasn't like that you are supposed to be happy giving people goodness everywhere solving problems oh what is happening here no water okay how do we get water Oh, what's happening here? No money. Okay, what do we do? Solving problems. Not participating in the problem, but solving problems. When they came to Jesus in the first miracle that was documented, they came to him, they said, there is no wine. Jesus didn't leave them frustrated and stranded. He told them what to do. Everywhere he went, the Bible says he was doing good. Acts chapter 10, he was doing good. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power, he went about doing good. Jesus Christ is a good man. Hallelujah. He's a good man. Everything about Jesus is good. Nothing is bad about Jesus. So any message that makes you feel bad is not the gospel. Even when you have done something wrong, And you come to Jesus. He doesn't make you feel bad. What he does is to first of all take care of you. The Bible says, as many as received him, to them he gave power to become his sons. Jesus prayed and said, thank you, Father. Because I know everyone that comes to me, you do not cast them away. That's what Jesus said. Nobody that comes to Jesus, Jesus pushes them away. Look at Jesus; he was having dinner, or breakfast, or whatever it was. The Bible says he was sitting down in the house of Simon the leper. That's what Jesus. That's how the Bible describes it. Jesus was in the house of an unclean man. Unclean man. Nobody goes 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 close to people who are lepers. Little wonder. Ten leprous people came to him. He didn't tell them, you people are unclean, I cannot accept you, please leave me alone. He said, go and show yourself to the priest. He's a good man. He was in the house of Simon the leper, he sat down there. While he was there, another person who is supposed to be unclean, a prostitute, came and was touching him and anointing him. Everything about Jesus is good. Listen, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. It's the same way we are supposed to accept people because of the gospel. Even in church, there's not supposed to be isolation or segregation or discrimination. We are supposed to be equal. The same way when we go into the world. The gospel is the unifying factor. It's the unifying factor. If people came to Jesus who were unclean and he blessed their lives, he didn't say, oh, I am a God. That's why the Bible says that God gave him a name that is highly above every other name. At the name of Jesus, every knee bow. What did the Bible say? If we read down that place, the Bible says even though he was a God, He humbled himself. That's why there's no pride in this thing. It's not about what you have. It's about what Christ has done. Say with me, it's not about what I have. It's about what Jesus has done for me. Hallelujah. The prophecy came and was touching Jesus. And typically, typical of the world. The way the world thinks. They said, if this man knows. The woman that is touching him, he would have driven. Jesus knew. Jesus knew. People touched, met Jesus, and their lives changed. Mary Magdalene, there are plenty of them. Their life changed. Jesus didn't drive them away. Their life changed. Listen to me. Listen, to, listen, I'm going somewhere. The gospel of Christ is the instrument that is used for change. The gospel of Christ is the instrument for change. It's the instrument of change. Mas Moreau wrote a song. If you want a brand new people, then you must have a brand new spirit. Nobody can actually deliver change if, there is no, if their spirit is not changed themselves. I say that again. You cannot deliver change if your spirit is not changed. You cannot give what you don't have. That's why Peter said to the man at the beautiful gate, he said, silver and gold I don't have. I don't have gold or silver to give to you. But what I have is what I'm going to give to you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the man stood up and walked. It's the same thing. We have Jesus. Do you have Jesus? We have Jesus. Therefore, we are going to give the word Jesus. Let let them say, you see that guy? Turn him upside down. Search in pockets. Shake him. Now Jesus go forth, come out. That is the testimony that you need. Hallelujah. Praise God. People came to Jesus and they experienced life. Let people come to you because you are a candidate and an instrument of the gospel. Paul said. I wanted to come to you all this while. He was talking to guys in Romans. He said, but you see, don't be angry that I have not come to you. Any opportunity that I have, I use it to preach the gospel. He said, you know why? I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Because it is the power of God unto salvation. The same way, you should not be afraid. Listen, when you begin to, when you are afraid and ashamed to associate yourself to say, I don't want me to know, say i be a believer. You are making a big mistake. Jesus Christ said, if you deny me now, my brother, I will deny you on that day. What do you want gain for earth here? Let the world know who I am in Christ, than the other way around. Do you get what I'm saying? Let the world know who I am in Christ, than the other way around. I believe in the gospel, and I am ready to use the gospel as an instrument of change. Mas did not mean worse. When God gave him instruction to go to his, his place, he was working with Toro robots, And God gave him instruction to go to Bahamas and build me a people, and he went there. He said, wow, these people think small. They don't think like you. And God said, create the kind of people that you want. Marsh Moreau declared his identity. Even the government invited him. He was one of those that wrote the, the, um, the curriculum for the educational system in Bahamas. I will prefer, let them know, oh, you see, Richard... Richard is born again, he believes in the gospel, let's invite him to government. I prefer that kind of testimony. Not the type of testimony that will say, who are the people that will help us to share this money now that we have looted? You we'll say, let's call Kingsley. Kingsley is a guy, man. He will, to, he will help us to share it very well. God forbid, Patsy. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Are you aware that our nation is going through a lot? While we were praying this morning and informal um, led out prayer, as I was about opening my mouth to pray, I, I heard myself praying a different prayer. What did I pray? I said, God, I am available for you to use. Who do you think uh, God will use to change this country? think His angels? That you. That you. That's it. Rounding off, listen. You know, God spoke to Cornelius and said, Go and look for Peter. Go and look for Peter. God spoke to Cornelius and said, Go and look for Peter. In the same way, God spoke to Saul and said, I'm connecting you with Ananias. If God is looking for somebody that he will connect a gangster, a Boko Haram member to, from, I mean, a Boko Haram member, he wants the Boko Haram member to receive Christ, do you think your name will come to God's mind? I'm dropping a bomb. Think about it. Think about it. Listen, you have enjoyed the gospel. Since you have enjoyed the gospel, the gospel of Christ is an instrument of change. A few years ago, I was still very young and faith. A certain guy came to the house and he met me. He said, I want to give my life to Christ. And I said, kneel down, and I prayed for him, and he gave his life to Christ. It was later, I was hearing that apparently where he, his joint, where he went to maybe drink or something, where he was, a little girl came and preached Christ to him. He didn't declare that day. But he knew that there was somebody in the house who is of this kingdom. And he said, I want to give my life to Christ. Listen, stand up on your feet. Enough is enough. Why are you on the fence? Why are you on the fence? People looked for Jesus because they wanted salvation. Soteria. They looked for him because they wanted salvation. Let me even say this. Is it every social media discussion you would jump into? It's not everything. Anything that does not glorify Christ, that glorifies the flesh, why do you jump into it? Unnecessary. Let them be looking for somebody in the office that can pray. Let them look for you. If they need somebody in the office that is righteous, whose ways are clean, let them call your name. If they need somebody in the office that can deliver the gospel, let them look for you. Listen, you have received the gospel of Christ. It is your duty for you to spread the gospel. That's what Paul was talking about. He said, any opportunity that I have, I use it to preach the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. You can't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. You cannot be ashamed of Jesus. Jesus was never ashamed of anything. Listen to me. You have been delivered. Stop looking for miracles everywhere. Oh, pastor, I, I need you. No, 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 no. Listen, you have gone past that level. The level you are now is the level where you are the one that is delivering people. Don't be. Stop looking for deliverance everywhere. I mean, what's all this? Why are you going about looking for help everywhere? When the help has been given to you, Through the instrumentality of the gospel, you are who you are because of what Christ has done already. Not what Christ is going to do, only what Christ has done already. Say with me, I am delivered. I am saved. saved. Say, I am free. free. Therefore, Therefore, I will go and deliver men. Say with conviction, and we go and save men, like Jesus Christ did. In my office, men will be delivered. In the government where I am from, men will be delivered. Yes, men will be delivered everywhere. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and say, I have received the gospel. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I have received the gospel. The gospel of Christ is good news. The gospel of Christ is good news. Therefore, I will go and express this good news. The same way that Paul did it, I will do it that way. Hallelujah. I am free. I have no sickness in my body anymore. I, have, I am I'm free from death in the name of Jesus Every every generational cause I am free from it. In the name of Jesus. Barca, terrible, it. I rebuke the spirit of poverty in my family. In the name of Jesus. Because I am rich. My family is rich in the name of Jesus. Every cross I kill today, in the name of Jesus, I am delivered. Therefore, everyone that comes across my way, I am going to deliver as well. I am not looking for deliverance everywhere. I am delivered. I am delivered in the name of Jesus. I am a child of God. I will not deny Christ. I will never deny Christ. I am a child of God. I will live. By the tenets of the scripture. The Bible says, as many as received him, as many as received him, to them he gave power to become his children. I am a child of God. I have the power to live a holy life. Sin shall not have dominion over me because I am delivered from sin. Hallelujah. I am delivered. I am delivered. Praise God. I am delivered. Praise God. I am delivered. Amen. Praise God. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real, influence your world.